Brush is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. This man has a villain who is literally a gigantic crocodile that bites people's heads off. And yet, making sure his lady gets treated fairly too is drawn (laughs) is a step too far. You may far when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. (laughs) You are doing it is a beautiful day. We are excited to be back here with you again. And and for the first time in like three weeks, oh, yeah. we have podcast hosts at this point in time. Yes. All three of us are here. I used that terminology and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> um, <laughs> gentlemen, it is a great day for us to podcast. This is uh, the movie podcast where we just do it all and we have a very exciting movie to get into um i hope everybody enjoys having all three of us because i think after this movie brian may never come back again oh uh, i i knew what i was getting into <laughs> recommending in the heights and i like the whole the, when the movie finished i'm like oh man i'm gonna be like the only one <laughs> <laughs> oh brian we oh. we we created such great memories in that movie theater while we, that movie was happening oof, uh, yeah oof. i need to know everything about <laughs> yeah. that we by the absolutely way. did almost got kicked out of the movie theater you but we need to do this right right like i mean i guess we do get into it i i gotta get my other co-hosts in here um and i'm gonna kick it on over to a one marcus j destin marcus how you feeling i'm here you know what i mean happy pride month everybody i feel like we said that on the podcast and i want to say yeah. that pride month, you know what i mean i love y'all y'all be safe I love y'all for loving who you are and appreciating who you are inside and out. And I want to do the best I can as an ally to support you in that. So happy Pride Month. We are here. We are back. And and, and I'm excited to podcast. Let's do it, y'all. Awesome. Thank you, Marcus. You're right. We didn't say that. And I appreciate you holding us to that. So that was that was awesome. Um, I'm going to in- introduce my other co-host, a one Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? I am, I'm feeling good to be here. I'm going to lead off with that. I'm feeling good to be here. I'm right. glad we're at full strength again. It it felt like it felt like, you know, the planets were out of alignment with the That's three true. of us not being on the same pod for like two weeks in a row. So yeah. I'm really happy to be here. Well, that's yeah. fantastic. We are. Yeah. I'm glad we are a group um, of three again as well. Um, before I get Doug, into how are you? I'm yeah, Doug, doing come on. Just fine. Um, I'm doing great. It's a great day. Um, I just spent some time in a pool <laughs> right. with my kids for swim lessons. So there's that. Oh, that, oh, that sounds nice. Um, and you know what? I also just want to do this real fast. Hey, to a special shout out to all our friends in Canada because I don't know if the <laughs> two of you realize this, yeah. but. 
we are getting some ca- Canadian traction. Um, oh. Maybe it's because Brian's from Minnesota and Mark hey. and I live in South Dakota. I don't oh. know if it's the proximity or what it is, but I'm just really excited. Shout out to our Canadian friends. Shout out to the Canadian uh, family. And, and those we who, uh, love you, Canadians. We, we love you so much. We, we want to do a podcast really up there with um, all of you um in canada podcast in canada live from canada yeah absolutely um but you know gentlemen let's get back to what we do best and let's play a fun game of catch that so for those of you who need to know what this is about this is the weekly segment where we test each other on our knowledge or maybe better our lack of knowledge um of different (laughs) movie quotes and movie trivia um and so we are going to play that game as a threesome and since brian since marcus was gone last week i would love it if marcus would start us off with his quote so marcus what do you got um all right here we go are we gonna put up the score so i am in dead last with seven marcus is one ahead ahead of me with eight and one brian roush still leads the charge with 10 so you know brian we are within striking distance um it's there so that's where we at so double digit roush that's right double digit roush so right, here we go. <laughs> marcus what do you got for your quote <clears throat> <clears throat> I can't believe I ate meat for him. I mean, it was fish, but still, I don't eat anything with a face. Oh, shit. One more time. I can't believe I ate meat for him. I mean, it was fish, but still, I don't eat anything with a face. Oh, my God. This is a rom-com, and I feel like I know it, Brian. It's going to bug me that I don't know it. It's It's going to be upsetting. It's the line about a face. Eat anything with a face. I think I might know it. I need him to confirm this for me, but yeah, I think I'm gonna need it. that hint. Mm-hmm. Okay, Marcus, I'm gonna we're gonna tap that hint button. Yeah, okay. Your hint is going to be thong. Thong? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my guess. All right, okay. Marcus, is this clueless? It is not clueless. Is oh. this Oh man, that's what oh, I thought it was. Man. Great it's guess. between two for me right now. Okay. This, I'm okay. gonna take oh, my call. Man, I'm so pissed. Is this American Pie? It is not American Pie. Is it can't oh, hardly I, wait? It is not can't hardly oh, wait. What is it? This gentleman is the classic rom com. John Tucker must die. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Have what? y'all seen that one? Yes, no, I have not that seen that. You ever seen John Tucker Must Die? Is pretty good. It's okay. good. That is a solid. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. in theaters cool. too. I saw that in theaters too, Brian. And oh. I said thong because there's a scene where John Tucker he gets caught cheating, and he like in order to get out of it, he starts wearing the girl's thong, or he gets set up somehow like that. Yes. Thong, okay. And it makes it like a cool right. thing to wear thongs because that's how cool he is on fucking campus. Right. Uh, right. So. It's like a Regina George moment when mm-hmm. she, when Got there's it. holes in her sweater. Yeah. yeah, yeah I totally yeah. know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Well, good quote, Marcus. That was, a, that was, that was good. There. I'm really impressed with you. So, um, Brian, Hello. would you care to kick us off with your quote, sir? Yeah, Brian. Here we go, gentlemen. We're going home now and never, ever under any circumstances known to God speak about this again. Is that clear? It is now merely a future therapy bill. Agreed? Oh, fuck. 
One more time for everybody playing. We're going home now and never, ever, under any circumstances known to God, speak about this again. Is that clear? It is now merely a future therapy bill. Agreed? Okay. It's oh, a family man. movie. Oh, I don't know if it is a family movie. Like a like a R-rated family movie. Oh, or like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Family oh, trip movie? Like it was like Trolls. I'm like, no, this, oh, isn't, no, no. this, isn't, this isn't a family movie like Trolls. No. <laughs> no. The first <laughs> thing right, that... Though. You're right. It's one of those. I think I have an inkling of what this might be, but I yeah. also I was wrong with the first time, so I trust nothing mm. now. Um, mm. So I have a guess, but I don't think it's a good guess because um, every family movie in my, in in the world yes. is coming to my mind right now. Yes, um. absolutely. Brian, what's the hint? The hint is going to be summer. Okay. I'm going to take a guess, but I think it's wrong. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say RV with Robin Williams. It is not RV with Robin Williams. Okay. Okay, right. Brian, I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Brian, is this without a paddle? Ooh. It is not. This oh, is movie. the classic film, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, oh my really? God. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Jesus. Freddie Prince Jr. That was like a mid-90s powerhouse movie. Yeah, they, they made a film. sequel. They yes. made a sequel with, with, with Brandy <laughs> at the lead of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Good no, this quote, thing had legs. Man. Wow, good quote. You know, look, just I was really feeling the the summer heat, and I was like, "Yeah, let's let's do it." I know what you did last summer. That's good. All right. That's good, well, Brian. Great movie. All so, right. there we Doug are. Wagner. All right, take us ready? home. Okay, evolution. I want to make this thing bleed. Su Yin, what you said before, you were right. It's not about the people you lose; it's about the people you save. Signing off. I know that I know the name ever. should help me. It does. I didn't think it would. That's why I included it. <laughs> like I know it should. Okay. I feel like read, okay. Yeah. Read it again. I'll read it again. Evolution. I want to make this thing bleed. Su Yin, what you said before, you were right. It's not about the people you lose. It's about the people you save. Signing off. I feel like this is a sarcastic line. Saying Suyin is not really the real name. It's more one of those, like, that's not my name. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm getting, like, weird 2000 Godzilla vibes from this. Like, yeah. I feel like it would be a, like, a similar line is said in, is said in Predator. Like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. But yeah, true. Though also him starting off with the word evolution. Yeah. Also makes me think of a movie that I think the name is called Evolution, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, that's where I went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Orlando what I'm thinking. Jones. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, gonna yeah, help yeah, us yeah. here. But no, what's the hint, though? Yeah, Doug. What the is hint this? is ocean. Oh, I'm gonna buzz in. Okay. Oh, deep blue sea with LL Cool J. This is not deep blue no sea. No way! Oh wow! It's not deep blue sea. Oh wow! Oh, I feel like I need to get something in that same oh, vicinity. I oh my gosh! I was so confident. You said oceans. I think oceans eleven, twelve, thirteen. All those that whole series. Um, but Brian said deep blue, oh, and I man. feel like it could be a surfing movie. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Actually, I'm gonna say oceans. 11 just for shits and giggles marcus this is not oceans 11 brian was closer than you are God damn it. gentlemen I knew he was this is the movie the meg 
starring oh my Jason oh, Statham that, that came out in movie. Oh, my wife is gonna kill me. She loves shark movies. She would have got <laughs> really? this on first try. You, Brian, you were so close you were with close, Lucy. I was like, ooh, that's close. We'll see what. Oh, Sweden is with the it. name of the daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> that's right. Okay, that's right. Then I you seen, did a newer movie oh. that threw me off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I see that, that, that trailer good. in my mind. Oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh! Yeah, not the movie, that. by the way, I just the trailer. <laughs> okay, Jason Statham's gonna be a pissed off ball headed man. Yeah, yeah, Jason, Jason Statham, you. if you're listening and you want to come defend this movie on your honor, I would. We would love to have you. And you, we can, you can, you know, you and Tom Cruise, both of y'all can yell at us. You and a yeah, British woman and Tom and yell at us. Utmost respect for you. It's no, just it's too late. Apologies. As we as we were watching the movie in the Heights, the trailer comes on for Top Gun, the new Top Gun movie. Oh, and Brian, all I hear Doug say is, "That's there goes my guy right there, Tom Cruise." I'm saying, "Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> of all people, what? you are not his guy. He has, uh, no, he's not my guy. I'm not his no. guy. We just we have a mutual understanding, no. gentlemen. That was catch that quotable. Thankfully, the leaderboard is unadjusted. Wow. Um, and we continue to strike out. So <sighs> there you have it, Brian. You can I get a shark point? Again. Like, can I get a shark point for being close on a shark movie? You don't give out half points or points? no? No, I'm not asking for a half point. Brian. Just like a shark point. Like Brian has ten. And a shark point. Like, I feel what's like that. What's the exchange rate of shark points? For <laughs> like who's, point? Whose line it's is the, it anyway? Doesn't mean anything. Just the, it's just the same I mean, conversion rate for shrewd bucks to Stanley Nichols. <laughs> ah, yep, got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, that was catch that quotable, <laughs> but we have some news to get into. Oh, um, just our quick round the table, quick one piece of news that we have coming. And Brian, I would love it if you would share your piece of news <laughs> first. So, what oh, do you man. have this week, sir? Is it the, is it the freaky news? <sighs> yeah, that's the I, news I want it to be. I'll say I it. it to be that I news. hope it's the freaky news. Let me place it. You, you mean the bat, the Batman freaky? Yeah, news? the Batman, Batwoman freaky news. I, I yes, I'll, I'll talk about this. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure I get this right, though. So I'm pulling up the article. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but oh, we're going to do this. I'm so glad you are, Brian. Oh, man. <laughs> Here we are. Thank you for listening, folks. All of your Batman news. <laughs> so uh, today, uh, there, there, there was some Batman news that made the rounds. And essentially, an article from Variety came out uh, detailing everything related to how to subvert the superhero genre. And it's this very lengthy piece. I actually recommend you go read it. But there's a part in there where the uh, Justin Halpern, who is a co-creator for Harley Quinn, uh, is talking about how they were making the third season. Um, this is a quote. So I'll start with that. And, and yeah. he says, in this third season of Harley Quinn, we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman. And DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. End quote. Um, and this has been like, like it, it has been all over social media, I'd say for the past like six hours. There's been a lot of comparisons. Uh, oh, they go God. on to talk about this variety piece of like, hey, the DC has been very supportive, but we were told a hard no on this show. And one of the reasons they gave, and I'm paraphrasing here was because DC felt it would affect the sales of merchandise. Huh? Listen, okay. DC, let me tell you, superheroes eat the box. They do. <laughs> How do you think they feel for their next night out? They just, they going to eat that. They going to eat that kitty cat. No pun intended. They got to eat that. 
They they have to eat that because how else am I supposed to? You think Superman is being Superman just off the strength of being Superman? No, he saves Lois every oh, no. single time because that thing be thinking, okay? And he he eats that box and Superman goes downtown, okay? He 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 crashes like his ship crashed in the earth right into that box. Okay, and I just want to this damn live stream. That's uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a okay. Lot. Here's what I'm gonna say. Oh, DC, first, well, hold on, wait. This is the other thing. Nobody else knows more about a box than a person who beats the Riddler every other fucking week. So if anybody's gonna know how to maneuver that box, it's gonna be Batman. Batman knows I, how yeah. to maneuver that kitty cat hey, box. Look, <laughs> Brian is gonna like. He's like calling all of his like supervisors and colleagues like those opinions do not represent me. <laughs> here's what i'm gonna say one weird for weird for warner brothers to draw a line in the sand like this yeah because yeah and this is what i think is weird and it's my my feeling of weirdness is a little bit is gonna feel backwards so they are openly okay with having harley quinn have a like a uh, right. being in a relationship with poison ivy, right? That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. But but this is not thumbs down. Like is I it, don't. Is it is it the explicit? Is it the explicative of it being specifically him going down on her, or is it the idea of no sex at all would well, ruin these are cartoon characters? Well, okay. Cartoon. Here's character. the thing, though. In Batman: The Killing Joke. Uh, definitely there takes a right turn in that movie where batman and batgirl uh have a romance scene oh yeah they most certainly do and that's weird to me uh yeah it's on a rooftop um (laughs) it feels like it comes out of nowhere i mean it's fine but it's it's really weird to me that it's like no 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 no. we can't have this specific thing happen because the quote is i found the quote no it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes it's hard to sell a toy if batman does that and i just like i don't know what's happening at wb and dc i don't know if they're okay i hope you're okay over there I, I just it it blows my mind that this is like where they draw the line when they have like almost all of their media. It's Batman punching a dude in the face. I don't know how many times <laughs> yeah. I've seen a, a guy or a villain get their face punched in, and it's bloody and roughed up. But like the moment there's romance involved, it's like whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Stop. Well, and Everybody again, stop. this man has a this man has a villain who is literally a gigantic crocodile that bites people's heads off, yeah. and yet. Yeah, making sure his lady gets treated fairly too is drawn is a step too far. I just feel like I feel like DC, you should hire me because here's here's what I'm thinking, right? Here's 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 I'm gonna pitch it for you, right? You're worried about not selling merchandise and toys, but this is a whole new set of toys that we're about to get into. We're about to we're we're gonna take into a whole new set of toys, a bat vibrator. Oh, that. Catwoman carries a whip, BDSM supporters, okay? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Kink, we are not here to kink shame. We are not here to kink shame. Yeah, this writes itself, really. Batman wants to go down on Catwoman after a sweaty day in leather? Let you him do his make, thing. You could make a big one that's called the, <laughs> that's called the Dark Knight. That's it. That's all you got to do. All this stuff writes itself. <laughs> I, uh, 
Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Everybody say goodbye to Brian. My comfort zone. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I will say that I also feel like on a larger like scale of things, like, like having a woman like be like, Hey, like good for her that like that doesn't exist in dc and for some reason they think that like messes with batman's image and i just think that's really weird and i think it's really sad because Agreed. it's like you're totally cool even like a video game by the way where he's like breaking people's backs like yeah. you're totally cool with that probably paralyzing these people but like an ounce of romance is mentioned it's like whoa, whoa, whoa everybody stop like it's just it, that's what's always bizarre to me about these decisions is like violence a-okay Oh, romance? Absolutely not. Yeah, like it's I would, mind blowing. I, I would I would I, I don't think I would have as much of an issue with it if they were just like, hey guys, like I get that this show's designed to push the envelope and right. it definitely takes some liberties. Cause this, I mean, I don't know if either one of you have watched Harley Quinn. It's on the list. I, it's oh. violent. Like it's not oh yeah, it's not light. I mean, Harley cusses people's i mean it's just it's 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 excessive and it's clear that it's pushing a line right so where i go at is like okay so you you have an issue with it because that's that there's the line right mm -hmm. you can yeah. say like hey guys we're gonna give you a blank check do whatever you want if you want to insinuate that it happened that's fine right you just can't step over this line i get that the toy thing feels like bullshit like it just feels like artificial lip service to say you know it's just it just feels like bullshit and it's an entirely raw it, it just feels weird and again it goes back to that whole thing of like it's male superhero nonsense yes. versus female superhero imagery nonsense <clears throat> like to yes. insinuate that that catwoman has needs that need to be like fulfilled as well like and again that i'm trying to be as like above board about it because right. we already talked about work in the box so that i'm trying to reel us back in here like ups <laughs> god damn it um, so... okay anyway <laughs> Oh, no. okay. okay so brian be careful um what i'm saying is is like to insinuate that like oh she doesn't have needs and we can't talk about those especially in a show that's about women empowerment like yeah. i just i don't yeah. get it it feels like a really weird it feels very tone deaf but then again well, it's also wb and dc so yeah <laughs> it's surprised here my other my other thing is before we move on is this show is meant for adults yeah, right. right. So it's like TVMA. This is not for so we already have that understanding that who's gonna be buying if I see that as the adult, everybody shouldn't be watching this, and then it's up to the household to determine what your child is watching. That's right. one. If you're if I'm watching this, I don't think my first thought is, Oh, I can't go buy that toy. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm thinking about. Like, if if I'm gonna think that it's funny, because they're clearly yeah. not gonna show us him going down on Catwoman. It'll be it, it'll be in a comedic way, it'll be in some type of funny way that it'll right. be shown. Play but I don't laugh. understand how they yeah. make that correlation. So, like that's a little bit confused. But once again, it's WB and DC, and these mm -hmm. two, all these letters can't get that shit together. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just just wild just weird and wild yeah. and it dominated my twitter feed i don't know what that says about me but like it just it was like yeah. every tweet and i was like what did i miss it probably says that you hang out with us too much is probably <laughs> what it says, you know? or your algorithms are wild and the last thing i'm gonna say before we move on is the toy sales thing it's not like isn't that kind of up to you then too 
Like, if you're going to be the dumbass that lets this happen in the show and then sells a Batman action figure with a detachable tongue that's extra long, <laughs> like, ain't that kind of on you? Like, I feel like you have control over this, right? Also, oh, I'll add to that. If at the beginning of this agreement for this TV show that they said, no, push the limits, and they right. told you, go ahead and do your thing, which right. is, I'm assuming how that conversation, because it's not a typical TV show. Right. Then you can't be like upset or surprised on WB's part of them being like, we want to do this. Yeah. You told me push the limit. Obviously, you're going to tell me where the limit is. But the but the reasoning for not letting me do that doesn't make as much sense as opposed no. to like doing it, I guess. No, it, well, this is the second time this has happened, by the way. Young Justice got canceled because they said toy store like toy sales weren't good enough. Like. 10 years ago yeah. and that's been brought back like two or three times and i don't think it was because of toy sales like it is just it's bonkers i don't who's know how they make buying toys w who's buying toys? every time i go to the toy section that shit is bare as hell ain't nobody buying toys don't nobody play with toys no i mean yeah like i don't get it i don't get the merchandising end no. of it and if someone by the way if someone's listening to us and is like yelling at their you know headphones or in their car like please reach out to us on social media oh, yeah, let please. us know or come on the show because mm -hmm. We don't get it. But don't <laughs> come on the show yelling because we yell back. That's too, true, yeah. we, do. we don't like to be backed into mm -hmm. a corner. Um, anyway, that was my newest. I know, very, very, very different for me. But yeah, I'm very excited Brian did that. Nothing made me more excited. <laughs> if, if only, if anything, because we almost came this close to a spit take. The day yeah, the I, spit it, takes canceled, it, the day the spit take happens, Brian, is the day that I that this podcast is done. We have nothing <laughs> That's left a lot to of pressure now. <laughs> all right marcus what do you got for your first piece of news all right so there was a lot of news today that dropped about well it's a plethora of news i'm not sure what oh Doug is going to cover but i'll do two things they had a teaser drop for spider-man this one isn't really long they had a teaser drop for spider-man um a quick little video but it was in the spanish yep. version so it was released oh. like um I don't, I don't know where I don't have it right in front of me, but they quickly removed it. But it had this little glitch effect that is kind of hinting towards multiverse where it had one Spider-Man font um, and then it shifted and glitched into something else, kind of insinuating, you know, maybe there's something there with a glitch in the program or a glitch where people can't get home. So that's just something fun. To, they kind of remove. But, you know, when people screen record, yep. it's kind of on the Internet forever. So I'm pretty sure you can find <laughs> yeah. that wherever you go. Yeah. The yeah. second one was um, there's a lot of the Flash feature film is actually picking up speed and picking up momentum. So um, the yeah. director had already put out a, um, he put out a picture, a little teaser photo of Michael Keaton's old Batman symbol yep. with a little Excellent. blot of blood on it. And oh, he no. did that last week. Today, he released actually a little close-up, the same kind of close-up shot of the Flash's costume. And it's a new costume with a brand new emblem in the middle of it. Um, and it's, you know, he's kind of hinting that it's on the way. But we also got news today. Um, for those of you that keep up with the CW Arrowverse, which is probably dead by now, because um, the Flash was break dancing <laughs> in last week's episode, and I don't know what's going on. But um, the, <laughs> the, if you still keep up with the Arrowverse, at some yes. point during their crossover, um, Ezra Miller crossed over with Grant Gustin in the mm -hmm. episode. It was announced today that the surprise cameo in the Flash movie is going to be Grant Gustin appearing oh. in the Ezra Miller version of the Flash. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So that's you know they're cool. they're sticking with that connecting universe. Whether the Flash makes it, right. I think season eight is the last season of the Flash on TV. But I think it'll be good just to see all <laughs> okay. of these together at the same time. 
It's about yeah. time. Somebody's got to put the Flash show out of its misery. Candace Patton and Grant Gustin can keep making it's... the same faces at each other for another year. And I think people, oh, you're right. It is the final season. I will say that. Yes, oh, it the is Flash the final season. Okay. The show's final season, according yeah. to smallscreen.co.uk. Yeah, it's, it's about time. I saw the Flash fucking breakdancing, and I was like, well, <laughs> well that is, yeah, uh, that's it. This was fun. Well, I mean, and Brian and I talked a little bit about it last week when we were doing our news episode, Marcus, of like, just like um, Loki and just like Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange has the ability to completely redo and reset, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Brian made a really good point, um, sort of because you weren't there, he sort of poured one out for you of this idea of like... um, you know, oh. this movie, the Flash movie, Flashpoint, has the ability to do that for the DCU too as well. So it's possible that, you know, this is a big deal. And I'm really excited that they are committed to that multiverse and kind of going that route with it. So, yeah, yeah. we will see yeah. how that shakes out. All righty. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. Love it. Um, okay. Here is what I have. I am getting my news from Collider, um, oh, and it is uh, re- regarding the Lord of the Rings. So um, it was <laughs> announced about a week ago that the Lord of Rings, Lord of the Rings, will get its an- its first anime film with the War of the Rohirrim, and it'll cover sort of the uh, adaptation about how Helm's Deep came to come to be. Um, and this is really cool because um, one it's animation and it's a different take on it. And mm-hmm. it adds to even more of that content that we're getting from Lord of the Rings style stuff, because we are going, we are still on track to get a very expensive, uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Amazon show God. about the Lord of the Rings. Um, and it'll kind of add some more to the canon maybe, or explore some yep. of those unknown sort of like, parts of this so for those of you that don't know um in the two towers um they are talking uh they're about trying to think about what they're going to do since uh, westeros and the and and not westeros sorry since <laughs> rohan is getting destroyed by silver the, right sorry is getting destroyed um by the orc army yes. um and the white hand of sauron is getting basically destroying everything the um, they're like well, where are we gonna go and they're looking at a map and they kind of zoom in on helms deep and then sauron's <laughs> like you don't want to go there you know what happened there but we oh, never ever find out what that means and so what's kind of cool is that this will give us some of that backstory that we know tolkien was really like detail oriented in depth about um <laughs> and we'll get some of that backstory to how that happened um with this, which will be kind of exciting. So, gentlemen, I don't keep up with Lord of the Rings like that. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Lord of the Rings was like my first nerd, like my first nerdy oh, love. Man. So, I, I keep up with that one for sure. I know, yeah. I know enough people to like know enough about Lord of the Rings to be dangerous, but I do. I like it is not like Star Wars. I don't know it inside and out. What I do know though is I feel like this is a good, I feel like this is a good blend of two like it's an it's going to be an anime prequel i think this is the perfect spot for lord of the rings because it's all comp like you're there for the combat you come Mm. for the combat and then you stay for like oh like this bow is infused with the golden mythric of the elves and the elves have talked to the ends of the trees of the forest and like you get caught up it's like i don't know it's like like when you get stuck in like i was gonna say molasses that never happened but like when you get stuck in money like well i'm here 
okay, but I'm kind of stuck now, but I want to get there. Yeah. So I'll go through them. That's fine. Yeah. So I feel like this is a good blending of like, you want all that combat and it's fast paced. Yeah. Here you go. And by the way, you get to learn a little bit more about Helm's Deep, which I would say, I don't know, man. I, it's between Helm's Deep and Two Towers and like the Battle of Minas Tirith in Return of the King. I, I want to say Helm's Deep is the more iconic battle of the yeah. Lord of the Rings say so. trilogy in the books mm -hmm. and the movies, but I'm sure there are a ton of people that would disagree with me. Yeah. Does this tie I, into the other, the one that they're spending about a billion dollars on on Amazon, Lord of the Rings? Uh, I, I don't, don't believe so. that it is. I believe that one is going to be sort of exploring some things that are in between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, to be honest okay. with you, because they okay. don't just sort of like pick up and then like one doesn't pick up right where the other one stops. I think mm -hmm. there is some gap years wise in between. So I think that this is going to kind of explore the years in between maybe a little bit, but again, I don't know a whole lot about that Amazon show. Um, this is the only piece that other than the price tag, which is what we covered on a previous yeah. episode yeah. regarding how much people are spending for streaming stuff. So, Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was good news, everybody. Uh, that was great news. Glad we all got into it, gentlemen. We have a movie that we have to get to, and this particular movie was suggested by Brian. Brian is a yes. big fan of musicals. I like musicals, and so we saw the movie in the heights which is available in theater as well as on hbo max um marcus would you care to give us a barbershop summary for this particular movie? oh man sure oh uh, yeah all right so uh, singing <laughs> is that it you just walk into the barbershop singing 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 um so you have this movie right if you're a fan of hamilton and high school musical and and the whiz and about any other music famous musical ever whatever lynn miranda um that guy you know <laughs> i'm downplaying it but he's really really good at this job um, <laughs> uh, but so you have this community right and this is the heights somewhere in new york city um i'm I've never been to New York, so I'm gonna I'm gonna preface that with this. I don't know anything about the boroughs and the shits and the cities and stuff, but this one is in the in the community called in the, it's the Heights, right? And it takes place in the Heights. Ta-da! So then you got this main character. His name is Usnavi. His dad named him after seeing the first ship. It was a ship called the U.S. Navy, and when they came over from what was it, Puerto Rico? When they came over from Puerto Rico, Dominican no, Republic, it wasn't Puerto, Dominican sure. Republic. When they came over from the Dominican Republic, they, his dad saw the ship called the U.S. Navy, and he's like, I'm going to name my son Usnavi. So this story surrounds Usnavi running this bodega, the street corner store, um, along with his cousin, Sonny, along with his cousin, Sonny, um, and they and they, they did this whole thing, I mean, they run running store they saving up their dollars and pennies because Usnavi is trying to get back to the Dominican Republic to run his dad's um suete. Oh I don't know Spanish so I probably messed that up but it's his little dream yeah. is what yeah, the name no, of the thing okay. was. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. So, so they go and, and they, he's trying to, you know, he get the stuff, he gets approved to do that, and he wants to go immediately to the Dominican Republic to redo his daddy's store. During this time, everybody's singing. Everybody is singing their asses off about living in the city. <laughs> yep, yep. Going to, they're trying to find their dream. Everybody got a song about their dream. Everybody's hitting high notes. Everybody dancing in the street. There's three days till a blackout. Abuela is fighting life and death, and is apparently the most 
a powerful being in the Heights because she made the decision of whether she was going to die or not. She had the choice of dying or, or living and she, whatever. But like, so then we go through there. There's this lottery ticket scene that is forgotten about, but the entire movie I'm asking them, but what about the lottery ticket? And then, so um, there's this, <laughs> they're just singing their ass off about the city. Everybody's got a dream. It's about gentrification. It's about losing your, you know, not losing your culture in the midst of losing your city to gentrification and making the hard decisions and moving on in life and young generation versus the old generation. It's a lot in the one, but it's singing. They just sing everything. They sing when they, when they, it's a musical. It's a musical. They sing, they sing when they sing when they're happy. They sing when they're horny. They sing when they, they just sing. Everybody just sing. I want to, I want to pop this champagne bottle. I want to do it on your nasty floor. Brian's quitting. Brian's quitting right now. I know. It's not like we're going to have a good podcast here. And so that's that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Well, you know, Marcus, I would like to say that 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 was I. I you know what? That I mean, was great. I appreciated the it. summary. And again, and I say this every week, you didn't get into the weeds with it, and that's the no. that's what counts is that you yeah. didn't get into yeah. the weeds with Real it. Real bird's eye view type stuff. Yeah, and that's what we need. Um, I'm gonna fill in some gaps on the business side as well as the like the. Like who's in this side? So this movie has a list of people minus a couple of folks in here and there. One of which I will get to later, but this cast has some folks in it that maybe we don't necessarily, some people that we are familiar with as well as some people who we are not familiar with. Mm -hmm. So Anthony Ramos plays Usnavi. Melissa Barrera plays Vanessa. Leslie Grace plays Nina Rosario. Corey Hawkins plays Benny. Olga Meredith plays Abuela Claudia. Jimmy Smith from just all over everything, everything. anything plays Star Kevin Wars. Rosario. Anarchy. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, everything, top to bottom. He's in Kevin Rosario. Um, Gregory Diaz the fourth plays Sonny. Um, and then we start to get into some other folks here and there as we start to go down. Lynn Manuel, Lynn Manuel Miranda is in this, um, as well as um mark anthony um which... all right so let me tell y'all the story <laughs> okay, okay. Well, he's Brian definitely in this you know who's what not is in this story? so i have to like clue in the audience let me put them on the lake oh, so yeah. i ahead, like we're texting this morning and doug's like well we almost got kicked out of the theater and i'm like um, excuse me what and mark is like yeah we we almost did and then they just left it so you you were hearing yeah. this like five minutes after you've like like heard that there was a story i've been waiting all day for this so please take it away gentlemen okay here's what happened Who's going to tell it? I think it, let me tell it. Why do I feel like I'm the parent and you're telling me why you got in trouble? Like, this is the vibe I had of like, tell me what happened. Get in trouble. Just, this maybe showed that maybe Doug has some growth. Here's, what, here's growth. what's funny. I feel like this is one of those situations that may not be funny to anybody else, but in the situation and in the moment, most hilarious thing I think I've ever <laughs> experienced with Doug. So we're sitting in the movie, right? And they have the scene where Usnavi goes to visit Sonny's dad, right? Yep. At his house. Yeah. Yep. He goes to visit Sonny's dad. And of course, the movie's making it dramatic to do this slow reveal as to who Sonny's father is. Yeah. So they're doing this slow reveal. Okay. And as they're doing the slow reveal, I kind of get this slow peep, right? I lean over to Doug and I say, Doug. Do you know who that is? No, you said, is what that I who I think oh, it is? Oh, I said, Doug, is that who I think it is? Doug leans over to me and in the most confident voice says, you bet your ass I do. <laughs> he goes up. <laughs> the camera reveals the person. He says, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> 
You thought it was Antonio Banderas? I fucked this up so bad. Oh, man. And then I tried. Mark Anthony was Antonio Banderas. And he says, oh, fuck. We spend the next 10 minutes laughing in the fucking theater. And of course, it's the theater, and it's not a funny moment because no, Mark no, Anthony is an alcoholic. in the movie. <laughs> He's an alcoholic, and I'm over here crying, like oh silently God. shaking to myself. Yo, like <laughs> that was the like, funniest thing. Oh my and, God. and then there are this theater was full, so we're like, some motherfucker's gonna come down here and tell us that we need to be quiet. We didn't stop laughing. We we so we went oh, and no. stopped laughing. And then it's like three minutes later into the movie, we started laughing again <laughs> for a whole nother oh five minutes. And this is the one part of the movie where there isn't music. These no. people sing everything, no. and this is straight dialogue. <laughs> and I'm sitting here crying, going, please let there be a musical number. Please let there be a musical number. And there is no musical number coming to save me. Nope, um, nope. So and, um, why can I just ask why Antonio Banderas? Yes, like why, the why, funny why, moment where you like eyes brand it. The funny thing is, Brian. Hmm. There's a small part of me that knew that it was Mark Anthony, <laughs> but there was another part of me that thought it was Enrique Iglesias, but oh, I couldn't no. remember Enrique Iglesias' oh, name. No. And the only Hispanic person that I know who's in movies <laughs> was fucking Antonio Banderas. So I went, who's the one person? And my brain says, say it's Antonio. The other part of me, my brain was like, but that's wrong. Say it anyway. Like... <laughs> The and whole time course, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I can't let my white friend go down like this because <laughs> I know he has genuine intentions and I know he did not mean it, but he named three Hispanic people that are not the same person and you no. thought they were all three. I, and oh. I, I mean, again, I knew who it was wow. and, and that's where yeah. that's where we shook out. And so yep. that's. That's you the know, story of how I almost pissed myself and then got kicked out of a movie. Theater. Wow, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's important to grow and uh, <laughs> it's important to grow. <laughs> you know, yeah. hey, I I get. It. I'm sure Antonio Banderas would have been would have loved to have been in this movie. Who you think this is like? I didn't I, know it was Mark Anthony. I had no I clue. I came back and I told Brittany the story. She goes, Doug, Antonio Branderas doesn't even sing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, you're right. He doesn't. I don't know why. I thought it was him. Mark Anthony didn't sing in this. So. Oh, well, he had a song. Well, he had a song on the soundtrack. As the as credits credit, rolled. As the credits rolled. So it was like, that's my, let's, if we're getting into it. Here's let's one of my things it. I like. Get into it, yeah. It, and I think it'll be a pro and a con because I'm not familiar with the culture. But sure. one of the pros was going into this, they did not hold back on um, injecting their culture into this movie. Oh, no, so there are scenes with Spanish with no captions. They're just yeah. speaking in Spanish. And I'm just like, wait, what does that mean? And yeah. it's kind of like yep. you got to keep up or you like you either get it or you don't. And I think I like that, not having to over-explain everything right. um, and just allowing people, like that Mark Anthony like um, reveal, I felt like that was special to people who know Mark Anthony or people yeah. who are familiar with the story or the culture. Right. And for me, it was like, oh, that I know I know of Mark Anthony because of J-Lo and because of like that whole, their marriage and that whole thing. Yep. That was literally my base hey. information with Mark Anthony. There you go. I like this movie because they did not really... They they didn't take the time to really over explain no. things to you. No. It was like this is this is us. This is our culture. Yep. Um, 
And this is like, this is what it is. Yes. No, I completely agree. I completely agree with that, that there are, there are subtle, subtle nods that are only people, like you said, who are familiar, who will truly understand it. And I think that that's fantastic filmmaking and fantastic directing. And I think it's a credit to the writing, especially that that it was written that way. And and this is, this was Lin-Manuel Miranda's like love letter to the Heights because he spent a lot of his time writing his musicals. And I think he still calls Washington Heights his home. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he still lives there. So this was his love letter to the culture that he grew up with. And and so I really appreciate it and it shows. So I, I completely agree. Yes. No, I mean, this, this entire movie is, is, is just one giant love letter to this area of New York. And Mm -hmm. like, I, What's funny about this is like, I am, I love this movie. I'm just going to come out and say it. Also, we're going to get into spoilers about this. You know this, if you listen regularly, we're going to like dive into every single part of this movie. But, and I feel like a lot of times New York is just oversaturated, right? Like, Mm. I feel like if you live outside the United States, it's like the United States is literally New York and California. That's it. Those are the only two states. There's some stuff in the middle, maybe. And Chicago every now and again. Chicago, if you need to change a pace, right? Washington, Um, D.C., but that's not a state. Well, (laughs) D.C., if you have government. government. (laughs) Yeah, you just, yeah. Um, and it, and what was weird is that it, like he made this love letter to New York that just didn't feel saturated or overdone or like touristy. We've seen this before. Like right. it really felt genuine and it felt like I was there and I was really hot and I needed I needed to go to the pool. And like I just I think it was such a well made film and we don't get a I don't feel like we get a lot of musical films and I feel like it just it captured this essence and these vibes just perfectly and I, I loved it i loved it so much i agree and i and i think the other thing i i, I mean I, I i agree brian i think it was well done i still f- caught myself because oh. it's a musical and this was a musical first i did some digging this was okay. written as a musical and was on the stage yes uh, okay yes. it still had moments where i said i bet that's better on stage Oh yeah. oh yeah. Sure. yeah. I still had moments where I was like, I bet that's better on stage. <laughs> like not that the not that the tribute to Abuela wasn't like right. uh emotionally uh like de- like deep and didn't have a lot of raw emotion to it. I bet seeing that shit because you know in a theater they're coming down the aisle and they're coming from all over the place. Like I bet <laughs> that's a more powerful moment in a yeah. theater than yeah. I felt like it was on screen i'm not saying it wasn't bad i just for me personally and and people can disagree with me or not this is this is my truth on it i find theater i find musical adaptations that are turned into movies lack the same soul that they do when they're on the stage and that's just like i found it i find it hard to relate i'm not saying they're not great and i'm not saying that they're not worthy of accolade i'm just saying for me personally they're they're hard for me to relate to Brian, nope. what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite musical? Oof, that is tough. There's like three. Um, yes. but man, I I mean, I'd say like starting at the bottom here. Uh, we're gonna go Oklahoma. That was like one of the first musicals that I was like, oh, I really oh, cool. enjoy yeah. all of the singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is gonna be Book of Mormon. Like every oh, time I there. like anytime I hear it or see that production, it is makes me so happy. I feel mm-hmm. like I have to say Hamilton, like it has to be there. Like it mm-hmm. makes me feel things. Um, 
And I think I'll stick there. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, like once and Cinder. Oh my gosh, the Rodgers and Hammerstein, um, uh, Cinderella. Like that one's incredible too. Uh, there's a lot. Into the Woods. Too. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. You asked me for two. You asked me for one. Technically, I'll stop there. But like, I mean, honestly, anything where you can demonstrate all that vocal range is something that always. I don't know. It always impresses me, and it and it's it's different than film, right? Like anything sure. with film. If you screw it up, you just, okay, we'll mm -hmm. do it again and, and mm -hmm. call it a day. Like mm -hmm. in theater, like the, the, you know, if you're, so I've, I've seen Wicked, right? And there's yep. this huge transformation scene. It happens in the Frozen oh, yeah. musical too. And like, if you miss your mark and the dress doesn't change during the magic and like, mm, it's just yeah. half in and half out, you're, the show goes on. Like you can't mm. recut mm, that. Yep. You can't go back to the dailies and redo it or reshoot it. Like there's, I don't know, there's some tension there for me. Um, and it translates over to a movie for me for some reason. Like I just, yeah. I feel that similar energy. And maybe this is because I was like a proxy theater kid. I wasn't a super hardcore theater kid growing up. But like I had been in shows, I had been a part, like I helped uh, like crew shows and stuff like sure. that. So I think that's the other reason that it's like nestled in my being oh, for, sure. for another reason. So you know, I think funny? I'm the I'm the same way. Brian like and I've, I've, I've been friends for a while, and I just learned that he crewed for shows. <laughs> I did not know that previously. Well, that's typically how. It, well, that's kind of what I was gonna say. When you experience this movie, I knew Brian was going to experience it in a completely different way. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> me, I am a fan of musicals too. So like growing up, my my grandmother who used to work for um 911 sure. uh, before she retired and she, you know, the people who take the calls and stuff like that. Yeah, dispatch. She would always dispatch. Thank you. She would always get free tickets to and, and mind you, this is in Houston. So the biggest sure. thing is like art museums and all of these yeah. things. She would get free tickets to all of these art museums, these plays and all of this stuff. So I literally grew up attending plays. I remember watching Peter Pan on stage. Yeah, I remember watching awesome. all of these great music, uh, like these great plays and theater productions on stage. Musicals, however, <laughs> movie musicals, I really enjoy. Right. Because yeah. I grew up on high school musical, uh, I, but my dad was the first person to show me the Wiz, which is oh, the re, sure. which oh, is um, the Wizard of Oz. But it's the um, yep. black version of the Wizard of Oz and, the, and a completely yep. different story with new music and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Heights is interesting to me because I didn't know anything about it. Sure, I have sure. not watched Hamilton, so I haven't Neither seen I. any of Lynn Miranda's previous work. Right. So because of that, I'm going into it, and this is my introduction into his world, wow. the way yeah. he does things. And literally, I was not expecting this much singing. I don't know if that's weird to say, <laughs> but and it's not like a it's not like a bad thing, but they were breaking the songs for things that I felt like could have been regular dialogue, but it was just the flow of the movie. Yeah, it it was. It was. You're absolutely right. And going back to that Mark Anthony bit, you're right. That's like the only moment of that movie singing. Where it's you not know. even like a sing songy or like kind of a low key rap, no, like no. yeah, it it like that's pretty much the, like now I'm really thinking about it hard, but yeah, I mean this movie is mostly to a bop, like yeah. Yeah. no matter what's going on. Um, yeah. I don't know, I love that, and maybe that's because part be part of the reason that this movie worked for me is that it's just like it kept moving, like mm -hmm. it was two and a half hours, which. I'll be honest. I did feel it a little bit. I felt that. No, I felt that. I felt that too. Greg, I was going to wait, but I felt that. <laughs> well, and also what's funny, I watched this at home. Um, so mm. you all saw it in the theater, and I'm curious if my experience would have been different. But 
Maggie was like, all right, well, how long is this movie? What are we doing? Like, we have this routine now. Anytime I do this for the podcast. And she's like, two, two and a half out. Excuse me, sir. Brittany does. Brittany does the exact same thing. She's like, how long is it? <laughs> two and a half. You can go watch it by yourself. Yep. Goodbye. It was it was like a razor's edge. I'm, I'm going to be honest. But I think the musical pulled her in because we usually watch some other weird stuff. Um, but uh, but Whatever but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I feel like once you hit ninety six thousand, that pool dance sequence, yes. I feel like once you hit that, it's pretty much like it's it's on its way. Yeah. But before that, you're kind of like trying to piece some stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I will say this also. I will say that the actors in it gave one hundred and ten percent, and I oh, think yeah. that made it certainly easier to like relate. Um, and I think it made it you can tell that these people are, they have a background. Sorry. You can tell that the actors have a background in singing and performing because I don't think that this is like they, you know, they went back and they got somebody else's voice or they recorded this somewhere else. I think that they shot it so that way it could be as true to a musical as it possibly yeah. could have been. Yeah. This yeah. has all of the tropes of a musical top to bottom um, oh, yeah. and they work. Like, I'm not saying that they don't work. They are definitely there. Um, and so I just, I think it's an incredible, I think it's well done. I think it's like, they did an awesome job and I think the actors really brought it. And I think the other thing is, you can tell that again, when, when Mo Miranda grew up in the Heights or he has some knowledge of it, because I don't feel like this was anywhere else. Like if this yeah. was set on a, if this was shot on a soundstage, if this was shot somewhere else, I don't, I don't really know the details of it, but yeah. if they shot it where like on a soundstage, you couldn't tell because yeah. they really, really did a great job. And this is a, 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 a like a shout out to the set designer. I was there. Like I was there a hundred percent. Um, I was there. Um, so yeah, I, I think that there are some, definitely some highlights of this particular movie. Again, musicals aren't typically my shtick. I'm glad I saw this in a theater. I felt like sure. I could immerse myself in it a little bit more. I'd be willing to bet that if I had watched this at home because of how I feel about musicals, right. I probably, probably would have zoned out around That's a, a two point. hour mark. That's a good point. You. <laughs> it, was fun, it was fun seeing Dr. Dre, um, Sing, I mean, I mean, I mean, we we're looking at it. It was let me actually get his name. Um, I'll get it for you. you keep yeah, talking. Corey Hawkins. Um, Corey Hawkins played Benny, and yes. he also played Dr. Yes. Dre in um in uh God, what was the name of that movie? Um, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. So <laughs> it was good seeing him first of all diversify his casting, which he seems to have done well. He didn't get caught in that biopic role kind of like a Chad yeah. or anything like that um, sure. rest in peace but um he he was in um what was that movie with the six cars on Netflix it didn't really do that well it was with Ryan six underground six underground I was like that, that movie him? No I like that that oh, was no. him he he oh played the God. sniper in that movie um who wanted to oh. know everybody's name and make it family and then he did this so he did Gosh. well diversifying I think they did well with the cast selection. Now, oh, for sure, for in sure. my bad portion, I'll bring up some things that is not my personal bad, but it is something that is seems to be an issue with the movie um, in regards to the casting. But I did right. like him in this role. It didn't seem forced. His chemistry with Nina didn't seem forced. It seemed natural. Mm -hmm. Everything seemed natural. Um, was it realistic as a black man? As the only as the the, <laughs> the only black man in a Hispanic neighborhood? I don't think so. I feel like we've been a lot more racial tension, but <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> 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 
I mean, I, there's already a, a large amount of tension between lots. them, and we didn't even know anything lots. about Nina. And then Nina comes home. We're like, oh, it's a big, it's a big deal. Nina's home. Like, also, by the way, I don't know how this movie did it, but like, I don't know Nina. I have no idea who this nope. person is. She comes home, and I like, I feel like I want to turn to Maggie and be like, "Did you, Nina's back? Did you know yeah, exactly? <laughs> back. Exactly. We better, we better have her over for dinner." This movie did such a good job of like familiarizing yourself with these people who you did not know, and yeah. like, it, it. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Please continue. No, I, no, I think that's a great point. I didn't know who the lead was. I didn't know who the lead was. I'll say this about Nina. I wish she was the lead. Really? <laughs> Leslie Grace played Nina Rosario. Yes. I <laughs> did not. If you gun to my head of the storylines that I preferred, and this is this is a this is we're a not in the bad this yet. Is a, this is a positive. I'm not in the bad yet. This is a positive, everybody. Here we go. Vanessa, Here we go. Vanessa's <laughs> we're not there. We're not I did there. Not prefer but nina did such an outstanding job acting in it and building up her storyline yes. and telling stories that i could relate to and that i were familiar with from from my previous role in higher education that i went holy shit like she yeah. she really brought it and she told yeah. story like she just the way she told her story was just so outstanding um yep. that i thought it was i thought it was really really well done so i think if you had given me a choice of which one i wanted to spend more time with i wanted to spend more time with nina's character than i did vanessa's character wow we're Fighting not going to the bad yet so more good things you've, oh everybody. brian you, you disagree I we can talk we can talk more about oh, yeah. I think Vanessa and Nina. I mean I because I, I feel like we can't just talk about Vanessa and Nina. I feel like what this show does is like there's like a quadruple lead situation here almost. Yeah. Um but we can talk more about that in the bad. Um, I would love to. But <laughs> I, I I mean I think I think as we talk about this too, I I feel like what this movie also did well was it 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 felt like it was trying to channel like the 1920s 30s movies of and films of like you're just talking about all these like dance flicks everything Sing, from, singing like, in the rain everything from singing in the rain like anything with Fred Astaire anything with mm -hmm. Bing Crosby and you're having all these dance sequences and what it felt like was an update of that like that's kind of what it felt like to me of like hey like what if we did this but like updated it and it's not all white people and it's actually things people can relate to right because in the 20s and 30s those were all movies of like oh they're all so glitzy and glamorous i wish i could be like that and this was very much like welcome to washington heights it's hot like nobody is getting what they want get in line like i don't yeah. know the best way to describe it in the moment here but um I, I feel like it captured that energy and i feel like i don't know we'll see what hollywood does with it i know they're redoing west side story so yeah. we'll see if like this has a like a interplay between the two i just feel like it was really good at capturing that energy and creating that escapism within a realm of like realism like mm -hmm. I, I it's really hard for me to say like i felt like i escaped somewhere even though Sonny's talking about being a dreamer like that's mm -hmm. a very real thing and a very heartbreaking thing and they're talking about like hey man you may not even become a citizen do you still want to do this but and then in the same note it's still this like uplifting thing and i think I don't know a lot of movies that can do that. Uh, so that was one of the other big takeaways for me as a positive. Hmm. Look at that. Look at that. 
We're not there yet. Listen, <laughs> one of the other things that we I can talk about it. We can talk about it. Like, are, are, are we done with the good? Because I feel I mean, like let's, before let's Doug gets there, I'm I'm not, with I'm it. Not, this is this isn't bad. I just I, here's what I want to say. I think that. I think that this movie took a lot of inspiration from Spike Lee and yes. used it to its credit yes. because I said to Marcus, as this movie started, I said, this movie is weird for me because the last movie that I watched where there was heat and it was New York, a, a, a black kid got choked out. It was do the right, like thing. Oh, it, was do yeah. the, it was do the right thing. So like, there was a lot of this that I was like, okay. why is every story that talks about where there's a lot of tension that's sent around a borough in New York whether it's Harlem or whether it's Washington yep. Heights have yeah. heat involved and therefore there's tension. So I entirely sure. appreciate the originality of it. And I do sincerely hope that there's better representation and we get a modern interpretation of some of these um, classical musicals. Right. Um, if only to update them to be a bit more relatable for a modern audience. Yeah. I do think that this drew inspiration from other things. Oh, film previously. Absolutely. No, it does definitely feel like they watch it do the right thing and they're like, hey, <laughs> absolutely. hey absolutely. we're making this movie yeah, called In the Heights. So um, it's, a, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think this movie, I don't know. I just appreciate it for what it is sure, in yeah. a good way. Not one of those, like, you know, we typically say that for like Godzilla versus Kong and like we appreciate it. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a monster what it fighting is. movie. But it's almost it in the same is. stable, though. Almost. Keep saying what you're saying, though. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's like if you appreciate these kind of stories and you this movie kind of feels like it's not one that was meant for if you like musicals, you're going to like it. Right. Yep. But also there's a deeper layer here that's like there is a component here that everybody's not going to get, but it's not meant for you. Does that make sense? Like, oh, hundred percent. It's, it's like there's things in here that everybody's just not going to understand oh, yeah. and get. No, and it, it, it wasn't something that was what I did appreciate. There wasn't a lot of police or no, any of those kind God. of scenes in here of roughing people up or that kind of thing. Like, I, I got they so covered worried. the topic of gentrification and stuff. And I appreciate yeah. them yep. covering these realistic topics. But what we did not get in this film, unlike do the right thing, like Doug is saying, yep. we didn't get police interactions with no, this community at all. Their yeah, biggest could've. thing was the you absolutely could have the in the middle night, of a fucking blackout. Yeah, yeah like blackout, oh, I was nervous. Yeah, when they got caught in the club, I definitely yeah. thought there was going to be some type of interaction with police. That's me and my oh, black mind man. of like, look at this large group of yeah. brown oh, black no. people in the middle of the night in a blackout where that's prime time for you to get your shit off and like send the police down there to kind of fucking heckle everybody. You know what oh, I mean? Man, like, yeah, yeah, we didn't even get there. And I will own that. That's a fantastic point. So yeah. I just, I just appreciated the more, the happier side. The saddest part of this yeah. movie is obviously seeing Mark Anthony be an <laughs> alcoholic and then seeing Abuela die. Those yeah. are the saddest Ooh. dips in this movie. And it didn't revolve around seeing people of color get fucking beat, beat down right, yeah. or killed. Right. Right. Yes. I think that's absolutely right, Marcus. And I kept say, thinking to myself when the blackout happened, I thought somebody was going to die. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to happen, yeah. but I was tense and waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I completely agree with that of like, it was nice to see um, a story about hope and something super, super positive. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that this movie has some tone issues. 
um, mm. that I will, I will. It sounds like a good in. transition point to me. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Because to me, the biggest issue with tone is that I, I think that there are some moments where I think that they could have leaned into it a little bit more. And again, this feels yeah. weird to speak. So this is what I'm going to say. So I'm going to give you a caveat and I'm going to go back to my point. Do it. The musical first. I am criticizing something that has been written and performed and been successful. It is just my interpretation. Overall, mm -hmm. this movie is good, and I'm going to cool. leave it there. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, I think that there are some moments with this where I got confused as an audience member about what the point was. <laughs> sure. Well, and I also feel like I also feel like it's fair to say that like you're making a movie like right. this is yeah. a movie. The stage production is its own thing. It won its yeah. Tony's. We, it is, yep. it is critically acclaimed. And we're, I, I yep. we as a podcast are not disputing that, but when you make it into a form like this, it's, it's like a book becoming a movie. Mm -hmm. yep. You're still critiquing the format that it, it, it appears in. And I think that's totally yep. fair. Doug. Cause ain't no intermission in a movie. No two hours. <laughs> in a, two hours <laughs> musical is long and with no intermission. I mean, I'm just going to put that in the perspectives yeah. play people that have, may not have gone. I don't want to assume, but like if right. you go to a play or some type of theater production, there's typically an actual break in the production <laughs> for you to yeah. get up, go to the bathroom, the, the actors and actresses yep. and people who act are getting ready. Then they come back and then you finish yeah. out the rest of the thing. It's when Usnavi says, well, should we take a bake? That was a lot. That's where the act break is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Act, that's the act break. Like, yep. To me, that was like, okay, this is the part where they take a break on the stage. So what, yeah. what parts were you like, okay, we can move this along. Or like, why are we singing about this, Doug? What was that for you then? If that's what you're talking about or like, why no, are we no, doing it, this? It's not even that. It's just tone stuff. It's like, oh, okay. it's like to your point, like the thing with, with, um, with uh the dream the the kid who i can names are sunny me sunny when sunny is having that issue that's that's put in the last 30 minutes yeah. of a two yeah, and a half is. hour movie yes. like and i and that and that to me felt like you're introducing a new concept in your conclusion yes. like at this point in time in my mind you're supposed to be wrapping up and because again this is a story of how all of these people come together how really Usnavi and Vanessa yes. come together and have their life together, right? I mean, that's that's what this is. This is a classic romance in some respect. And then you dump this in there, and I'm like, I don't. No offense to Sonny, I don't give a shit. Like, show me how your two main character actors get right. together, because at this point in time, I'm emotionally invested in them, and you didn't okay. do the work for Sonny. Well, Doug, I also I, I agree with your statement. I will disagree with what I thought the tone was okay. because they keep mentioning his, the name of his father shack was the little dream or little dreamer or something right, like that. Right. right. They, the whole thing was everybody has a dream. That was the punch at the beginning of the film that Usnavi is talking about that. Everybody had a dream on the block and yeah. Usnavi's dream was to go and run his father's shop. Vanessa's dream was to do, you know, well, was to move and fashion and all of that. The the hairstylist had a dream. Everybody had a damn dream. Sure. Right. At some point for me, what happened was, and I get that maybe Abuela's dream was just seeing the reason she was able to peacefully pass right. was because she was able to her dream was seeing her community and her people come together. Yeah. Kind of that's what I put together. No, that's I, that's what I took away it from it too. Lost, but it lost me though. Like we never got that full dream moment because it felt like a lot was packed into two hours. I agree. Right. And that's where I agree with Doug is Sonny's thing. The entire movie we see Sonny, he's this confident kid who yeah. is going through the city. He's at these protests. He's doing right. his thing. And then we have this like 
10 minute moment where all of a sudden him and Nina have this moment of, mm-hmm. well, I wanted to I go to college. And right. I was I like, wait a minute. Like I wanted to be like you. And I was like, wait a minute. We could have addressed <laughs> this earlier. And then yeah. we came to the, you know what I mean? Like that's, I do agree with Doug in that tone. I don't know if I said it the correct way, but that's kind of where no, I agree with I, Doug. At. I hear you. And I think, I think the larger structural thing here that we'll keep coming back to is like the third act of this is, is so rushed. It, yes. like the third, that's what it is. A lot of the third act is rushed and I don't know why. And we'll come back to it. With Sonny, it fit narratively and thematic with me because narratively, right? Like Sonny's assuming he can go to college and mm-hmm. be like Nina. And then we, the audience, feel the same way. It's like, oh, it's Sonny. He's the kid that runs the shop. He's going to mm-hmm. be fine. And then that's what makes that moment so critical and like gut wrenching to me is that we felt the same way as Sonny. Like everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine. And then they go to oh, this sure. protest and he's like, no, it's not. And, and you're like, yeah, oh. Oh, like, oh no, like the movie's almost over. Like, right. Oh no. And then to have it, and then it's resolved like what, 20 minutes later? I should say, let me put, say it this way this plot point is resolved, not yeah. Sunny's situation, but the plot point is resolved by, by Usnavi saying, like, we're going to take you to a lawyer and do this. And it does feel a little rushed, yeah. um, but narratively and thematically it worked for me, but I totally yeah, get that critique yeah. and I and feel I like it's a larger it, critique of the third act. And it could be a format issue, right? Like it could be a, again, in stage, this makes a lot more sense than it does right. when you put it in this format because in again, to, to yes, in, in the movie, because mm-hmm. to, Brian's, to Brian's point, he said, I feel like we had four or five lead characters in a movie oh, yeah. format that is really fucking hard to do That's a lot. it's the spider-man 3 conundrum <laughs> like it's the it's the you have so many different people vying for plot point character development um tension and release from storytelling right mm-hmm. that it's it's hard to keep track of i'm not saying that he did a bad job i'm saying i'm probably dense and missed something like i'm just saying no, i think it's no. i think it's a challenge to do to have four people in a movie format share that space and keep track of it all you also gave resolution to some characters and then to some you did not so like for me i was like okay so what happened to benny benny opened up the dispatch shop yeah in the middle of the night showed his dedication yeah i guess the assumption is that place still got sold and that's what it was you know what yeah. I'm saying? Benny was the biggest casualty here. I yeah. feel like yeah, from stage to screen because man, it, he, he, I agree with you, Marcus. It was like, oh man, he's like raring to go and he's <sighs> driven and he's running the dispatch. Yeah. And he's there in the middle of the night on the generator sweating. Mm-hmm. like everything with the, father, with the dad. Right. And then it was just like, well, he did it. Okay. Moving on, you know, like it just it it that part. Yeah. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I thought what would have happened okay. was Benny bought the shop from his father, yes. was saving up, or yes. the father decided not to sell it, kept it, found another way to get yes. some money for the daughter. There was storylines that you started peeking. The love story between Vanessa and Usnavi came in right. the third, deep in the third act. Yeah. It was yeah, mentioned it throughout the first and the second, but it really got heavy in the third when he's about to leave. Yeah. Stuff that could have been resolved. We had a really heavy storyline with the hairstylist that I feel like yeah. they were really a, maybe three additional characters that <laughs> in one that we had to keep up with. And, you know, they wanted their goodbye and you had to give them a big celebration. And, you know, yeah, what I'm saying? Right. It was just a, it's a lot at once and for two hours. Right. Yeah. And, 
it's just a lot to keep track of. And yeah. I, and I don't think that that's, it's not bad. It's just, no. yeah, I had a hard time with it. Like in, I, a pl- in a play, my mindset is there's multiple characters. Keep up. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. you have to do that. And I have a playbill in my hand. That's going to tell you who everybody is. Also this true. movie also literally true. is me just going in, sitting next to my buddy and me and him are <laughs> fucking laughing for 10 minutes, <laughs> lost something in there. But like, we also have to sit through this movie for two hours <laughs> while the music is good. And there's some that are like bops, like Abuela song. Love that. I thought that was really good. Oh, all right. Um, and I then like I like the song. I like that one too. What I will say, what I meant to say earlier, I did like the way that they added effects to this movie. Oh, so yes. when they were rapping the 96,000 song, they had the illustrations yes. of them doing yes. the things. Cool. Vanessa scene with the fabrics coming off yep. of the buildings. We thought me and Doug literally looked at each other and was like, Oh, that's okay. That's pretty good. They did a good job there. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was great. Um, other things, <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah, let's talk um, about okay. What are we doing with Vanessa? Doug, do you want to, Yes, She's I would bummer. love to. Um, I so because I'm the uh, mayor of Pettytown, um, <laughs> is, is it at all possible for Vanessa in a when you're in an alley and everybody's thinking about? how much power they have and how the yeah. world can't keep them down. And she's like, no, it can keep us down because the night is dark and it's full of terrors and everything's awful. And we yeah. don't have any power. Yeah. I just was pissed. I was like, shut what? up, get out of here. Like, I, like we, are, out. <laughs> we are all trying to celebrate our power together and to have fun and to sing our cares away. And if you're going to keep reminding us what they are, you can get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Brian, no, literally. I'm with Doug on this one, right? Everybody's singing. Everybody is singing. It's a bummer, man. Hoorah. We have all the power. We've got power. We got us. And she literally is like, I don't know why y'all are singing. This place sucks in my apartment. Got denied. And I'm like, oh, get denied. (laughs) But I, I don't know. For me, Okay, two things. One, it worked for me because, like, that's where she's at. She's not in a good mood. Like, she's not there with everybody else when they're like, we're going to try to feel better. She's like, I'm not there. Like, I, I'm going to sing with you, but I'm not here. And then, like, also, selfish woman. Like, thematically and from a song standpoint, she also, it was a, like, it was like a reverse rhythm, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it was like yeah. the call and response of like, we're so happy. And she's like, I'm not so happy, right? And then you have this contrast, blah, 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 music. Marcus can talk about it way better than I can. But I liked that because she was clearly going through something. And through like song and dance, she was able to get to a better place, right? That's was like, I though? feel like. I mean, to me, like Vanessa gets to a place like she she's in a dark place. She, we're, we're seeing it like when they're sitting on the step and then when everybody's dancing in the, during the second blackout, um, like she's still like, nah, we don't have any power. But then like Usnavi's there and he's like, I, I think I'm remembering this correctly. Go ahead, Marcus. Maybe yeah, I'm misremembering. I have a question. OK, uh, that's why I don't want to throw you off, Brian. No, no, so, no. Go ahead. OK, so. Here's my question. Was Vanessa's dream, if we're assuming everybody's dream, right. was Vanessa's dream Usnavi? Because she didn't go on and become a famous fashion designer or any. Nina Kinda went did. back to school. Benny didn't. Well, I don't <laughs> we know. don't know. We don't know what happened to Benny. Uh, <laughs> Usnavi's dream was really being in the Heights and in the city. 
Vanessa's story is told in this choppy manner where she's like, I've got important things to do. Uh Uh Uh-huh. When I invite men to my house, they hear the A train and they don't like it, but I don't give a fuck. Get out. Like, that's literally what she said. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And so like, so. I want want you to do a Marcus Destin version of songs from the Oh, man. I can do it. And the remix is coming soon. She goes downtown, digs in the trash cans for fabric. She has this fashion book. And I thought that it was going to be her going to fashion school. Her dream was getting the apartment. Like, that's what I'm talking about of her story was the biggest point for her was getting the apartment and moving. There was not a point where it was like fashion school or anything. She just so happened to be good at fashion is how I felt. So then she took over the bodega, had all these fashion stuff. And then when things fast forward, there is no... I went to fashion school. Usnavi is like, yeah, I knocked her up and uh, we oh, went geez. and started playing in the water. Like, yeah. like I, to me, Vanessa's story was about like achieving whatever her fashion sense was going to be like, okay. whether it was making dresses, whether it was creating them. That's what I took from it. And the apartment was symbolic of leaving the Heights of the mm. theme of like everyone's moving yeah. out of the heights like everybody's moving on and all that stuff that's how i interpreted it the but way you described make, it she couldn't make any clothes in the new apartment so then that was a waste of time somebody put <laughs> well, their credit on but, the line for but that it shit. was because of the fast forward though you see that like she's still making clothes in the bodega she's still being able to that's do true. what she Is wants that what that yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. If you look at the oh. bodega in the final sequence, like you see, yeah, like mannequins with her designs on them too. On the side, when you like zoom out, when yeah, going out to dance in the fire hydrants, uh-huh. it says something like Vanessa Originals or something like like original yeah. like original oh. like fashion. It says something on the side. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it is, but it so is. they sell tomato soup and new dresses <laughs> right. in like, bodega. Bo- bodegas in New York. They'll sell. They I mean, do sell everything. Uh, that's I mean, fair, they, Brian. They sell all kinds of things. The um, stories out here. Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> other thing I'll say is that Vanessa would probably have a positive attitude about her life if she didn't live inside a meat locker because it was conservatively a hundred <laughs> degrees outside. Her body did not tell you that that that, that was the temperature. Oh. Oh, what? What are you I talking about? She was, she was nipping out. Hard. Oh, okay. In the middle of a heat wave. I am disengaging. And that is another part. episode of Films in Black. I am disengaging white. from that discourse. Yeah, films in Black. And, and it's not like you can't notice. What I will say, though, <laughs> is that's the only thing I'm looking at. Go, Brian, go. Go, Brian, go. <laughs> like, I, like, I felt like. Like while Vanessa's like dream, little dream wasn't like directly said out loud. I feel like it played into this theme of like, yes, this is what she wants to do. She's not satisfied here, but like finding a way to make it okay with yeah. where you are at is like a really big part of the final movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I pretty much vibed with everything. Vanessa, no, I thought that and, was nice. And here's the other thing. Musicals, they don't come out and say it. They say <laughs> metaphor gotta. and you're supposed to read between the lines. And yeah, a again, little bit. that is probably more a reflection on me than it is necessarily on the movie that I didn't get the metaphor. So I'm not trying to throw the well, baby. No. Uh, I, think the I, setup, mean, I think the setup was could have been done better because they really dived into Nina's story. Like you can't halfway yeah, do it. You, you either got to go full gusto or not at all. Like is the story surrounding around Usnavi and his dream solely? Or are we because you do Usnavi's dream? They did a good portion of Nina's dream. They yeah. did a good portion yeah. of 
they did a good portion of who else story was that they kind of tell they the hairstylist. The, the hairstylist. Yeah. They did the hairstylist, but then you get into people like Benny, Sonny. Sonny's story is rushed. Benny doesn't get a full full doesn't circle moment. The father yeah, doesn't get a full circle moment. It's just assume he sold the shop and things are okay. Yeah. Like all characters just did not get a full. Let's put a ribbon on this and call it a I day mean, moment. Yeah. For no, me. That's a, yeah. No. 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 That's after Abuela dies. After she passes, it's like it's like they're in the edit bay and they're like, "Oh no, oh, we need to we sew this up hours. like mm-hmm. right now because we're at the two hour mark." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. no! So, and I feel like that's I feel like those are casualties. I feel I, that's what I feel like happened because, in all honesty, I feel like Nina's story is the best stated as shown for sure best performed like i feel like everything with nina's story connects at least for me it's all very emotional and it it, and this isn't to take away anything from usnavi it's just like it's almost like usnavi's story is like this is the framing but we're going to talk to you about nina in the in the middle of this i agree you know i agree I yeah, agree. I completely agree with that. And again, I really liked it and I appreciate here's the thing and to, to go back to things that I really liked. I like that throughout the majority of the intro to her story. She's like, please don't say that I'm an inspiration. Please don't say right. that I'm an inspiration. And she has this <laughs> moment with Sonny where Sonny is like having to realize that his dream of of following in the <sighs> isn't going to happen. And she yeah. has to check herself from saying, mm-hmm. don't say it. Because yeah. she she realizes how yeah. it's it's the impact of like she can't quite realize how she's an inspiration until she sees that exact moment. So I think that 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 story arc is fucking awesome and yeah. it and, and was a home yep. run. Now, um, oh, go ahead. One of the problems that I do have to mention that I don't know a lot about um, is representation in this film. Now, usually I'm the one that's like, oh, it was good diversity. That's one of the first things I always look at in a movie, um, just out of force of habit. Because oh, I yeah. used to play this game with my mom. And it used to be we used to we used to play two games when it came to films growing up. It was find the edits, so huh? fine. It was find the edits, so fine. Which moments that's, were like bad or badly chopped? That's really wholesome. That's um, really cool. We all did oh, that. Yeah. I didn't know oh, that. Oh yeah. Um, we would we would watch it. We would go find the edits or find whatever is off. And then we would also play count how many black people is in the movie. So like just naturally, sure. it was like how many black people in the movie. Now one of the things I did not know because once again, this movie does it's it does its job from what my understanding. It just dropping you in the middle of a culture to make you feel like you've been there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was some, a couple of interviews with the director or the casting director about yep. representation representation of Afro Afro Latina, Afro Latino, Afro Latinx, um, yep. repre- a darker skin representation. How Earth. everybody in the main character outside of Benny, uh, but Benny's black. He's not. He's he's not right. you know, Afro Latino, Latinx. Um, there were no darker skin characters in the leads and they felt like there was no proper representation. And that seems to be a thing that's picking up steam on the other side. There's interviews for it. I'm not going to speak too much on it, but I do think that it's important to recognize um, for that community that, you know, if I'm in a, for me as a black man, if I'm in a movie that is like predominantly black. Sure. um, And it's, it's like black Panther. If you look at Black yeah. Panther, a yep. lot of the representation, there are all shades of representation in sure. this movie, yes. right? Um, if you had Black Panther where the all of the major leads were of fair skin or what we call lighter skin, Black people, Black people, excuse me, um, there would have been issues with lack of representation if all your villains would have been dark skin and all your main leads would have been of lighter skin complexion. Oh, sure. 
Okay. So, so that's the conversation, and it's yep. talking about not having proper representation of a dark skin community um, that yep. properly reflects the heights. Sure. Look into it, do your own research. If I mess it up, please call me out on it, and I will, you know, I'll learn and fix well, it. Yeah, and I, I just want to add here that I do not feel equipped to have this conversation, I and I want to say that out loud, and that I myself will definitely be looking at what exactly colorism is, because mm -hmm. that's sure. the term I keep seeing pop up, mm -hmm. and I want to know more about it, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm manifesting this, and I'm putting this out into the airwaves, because it's okay that you don't know something, Absolutely. but it's even more important that you say, okay, I'm going to Google that myself. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out myself. And I call my fellow white people to do this because a lot of times like white people are like, I'm going to go <laughs> read a book. Read if a book. you're, if you're looking read at our live stream right now, book. Doug, just put up the banner, read, read a book. book. But a lot yeah, of times white people make people of color do emotional labor of all of these things. Mm -hmm. of like, tell me about this. And it comes from a good place, but the mm -hmm. impact is not great. You're making right. these people explain all these things. Google is right there. Please mm. use Google and read a book. My fellow white people, you can do this. I believe in you. Um, and that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to look that up and have a better understanding of it because I knew that we might talk about it tonight and I definitely don't feel equipped. So I do understand that yeah, that is a yeah. concern and hopefully I'll have a little bit more clarity and be able to add to that discussion in the future. You in know? brief, it's in. It, I just want to give it in brief from my perspective. Sure. Do it. When in in brief within the black community, now we it, it goes all the way stems back to slavery, right? When you look at slavery, there were people who were house slaves and there were fields. There were field slaves. Now, very much harsher terms were used, but these are the terms we're going to use, right? So, house slaves, people typically people who were in the house were of fair skin. And they were, you know, they, they were of a fair, of a lighter complexion, of a fair skin. Darker skinned slaves were in the fields. That's why. So there creates this tension, if you've ever seen roots, of house people, house in words is what the phrase is. And then you have, like, if you look at Django, Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson's character, now, yep. he's dark skin, but he was considered a house, um, a house slave because of the way he acted. He kissed ass. He did all that kind of stuff right. like that. But typically people in the house were a fair skin. And that created tension with people in the fields because they are darker skin and, you know, they pit against each other. Fast forward. The same tension still exists within the black community because it goes light skin. We have this conversation of light skin versus dark skin. Okay. And and if you're light skin, you ain't they you, we have conversations if you're black enough, if you're mixed or biracial, there's conversations right. you ain't black enough, you're not white enough. There's this, there's several layers to um colorism that exists within the community when it comes to casting. Typically, there was a there's a lot of moments where fair skinned people are typically casted, picked or over romanticized, sexualized, whatever the case may be, more than darker skinned people where they are sure. more frowned upon, villainized, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why in a lot of shows you see white is good, dark is bad, where you'll have a lighter version of something and a darker version of something. And it all stems from that. So that's just a piece of it. When you look at representation within that community it gets a little bit different because now you're talking about an, an entirely different, like ethnicity, race, cultural belief, and all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I hope you know, and you once again, look it up for that's yourself. Really yeah. Helped. Yeah. That's yeah. Really helpful. Yep. No, it's a lot. Good crash course, but definitely some more digging to do. Um, I, I want to go back just really quickly as we start to wrap this up to kind of get into, to follow up on a point that Brian made of like things that were left on the cutting room floor. And I'm going to bring up some information that we have because this is a Warner brothers movie. And oh, we shit. know that WB does not like things that are over 
two, two hours, half, two, two and a half hours. This was a WB thing. Brian, we can't a, hear you. It could be yes, good very, very, very possible that to Brian's point that WB told them to not to cut this um, and to follow it up. And we can all said, we are not going to let you go over that two and a half hour mark. So maybe they had to leave some of those more exposition moments yes. kind of out of the, the snipping room floor. And I will say that this also in to kind of follow up on the point of like things being in the news, there has been now over the course of today, and I imagine as we start to go into oh, the rest you, of the week, some okay. reports on box office numbers and performance mm. of this particular movie when it comes to HBO Max. Yeah. Currently, this weekend, what we would have thought in the Heights to win the box office battle, it lost to mm. the third weekend of A Quiet Place 2. That was a good movie, though. Um also, if you look at how it has performed, it has wildly underperformed the other like other box offices of other movies that have come out, um, whether that's in both streaming numbers and the box office. So let me run this down. So currently in the Heights has 693,000 U.S. households watched it over the course of this over, over the course of this weekend. Really? And it and it only made 11 million dollars at the box office. Of the experiment that has happened with huh. this, like releasing things in two places, Mortal Kombat, 3.8 million viewers in a three day period and $23.3 million in an opening yeah. box office. Godzilla versus Kong, $3.6 million and 43.6 million um, five day viewers and a $48 million box office. Wonder Woman 1984, 2.2 million U.S. households and 16.7 opening box office. And then the Conjure, the last weekend's The Conjuring, $1.6 million in a three-day wow. and 24.1 opening in a box office. I got that information from Deadline. What about the Snyder Cut? Um, I'm not oh. going to compare that because why would yeah. we need to continue to bring that up? So <laughs> That wasn't released in theaters, because though. We still didn't get – oh, yeah, you're right. God damn it. All right. But, but so that bailed you out, Doug. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was prepared. I was prepared to go down yeah. on my ship with my point. I'll get them next time. But I think it's but I think it's, it's interesting the performance of this, right? Because yeah. this is supposed to be a feel-good movie of the summer with the yeah. positivity, and it's having some moments. So I don't wonder. I don't wonder what's going on with it. It's just kind of interesting and maybe food for thought. And I don't think there's, there's like a conspiracy of like, he didn't get to tell his vision. So we need the Miranda cut in order to get the real version Yo, of the movie. I would uh, and again, have I'm not, the Miranda cut. I am not throwing shade. I'm just saying like, if there's stuff left out, is it too long? What is it that maybe people aren't, are having a hard time with when they, when it comes to this particular I, movie? This didn't it's get weird, a lot of though. promo for me though. Like as yes. far as, some of the things that I noticed, Mortal Kombat, Conjuring, and Quiet Place 2 all had, well, was Quiet Place 2 released on HBO Max? No. Uh, that I no, don't know. Oh, no, 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 that's right? not an HBO property. Just it was, was in the theaters, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I didn't see a lot of promo for mm -hmm. In the Heights. No, usually TikTok, usually TikTok is like big on new upcoming movies. Every oh movie, gosh. Conjuring, all of that. 
has had a TikTok ad at the beginning before I start my scrolling because that's typically how you open the app. TikTok, TikTok, and they have a um, TikTok, um, TikTok. They have a they start you off with some kind of odd. I mean, ad. What the hell? They have to start you off with some kind of ad. It's all right. Take your time here. I'm struggling here, but I didn't see a lot of promotion for In the Heights. I didn't see a lot of commercials or anything until maybe the week of the release. There wasn't a lot for me uh, on, in, in the things that I watched um, of commercials and things, but I also pay the premium service for things. So I ain't got to watch commercials. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't pay the premium for things and I haven't seen a lot of commercials for it either. So I think maybe there's some promotional stuff I, for it, but maybe they thought this one would sell itself. I don't yeah. know. It's just After Hamilton, well, yeah, you would think so, right? I, I don't know if my cookies are whack, y'all, but like I I <laughs> got a lot of ads I for mean, this. Like I okay. not on Facebook, but like it it did show up for me on TikTok. It did show anytime I went to a movie website, I got in the height stuff. Okay. Um so I, I don't know. I maybe like maybe my internet browsing history is like this guy's like me, this guy like musicals. This and he did something on HBO Max. You better get this guy. Get get all the impressions that the guy gets the musical, huh? I, I mean, yeah. it's probably because I liked one musical on Facebook. And then, of course, that information went <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, In the Heights is fairly new. Y- Quiet Place right. 2 is a sequel. Um, well, War yeah. Combat is a remake. A remake. And I feel like this, well, I, I we don't have to have this conversation, but something that I feel like we'll always come back to here is just the way that the, the industry is, uh-huh. is that unless you are having another franchise movie you're yeah. not you're not gonna yeah. get these gangbuster numbers you're just yeah. a great point you're Brian. not a great point Brian. and i and i feel like and it's just the victim of our own success of like getting some of these comic book movies i'm, I'm gonna call i'm gonna call that out like yeah. once people realize like oh like you'll you'll keep seeing this stuff like if it has the marvel tag on it okay well we'll keep iterating on this formula but mm-hmm. it'll be a similar formula yeah. and then i feel like it gets really really hard like a quiet place too that's a franchise now but yep. i still feel like that's getting word of mouth which is how it beat in the heights um and so i feel like that's something that's happening <sighs> here and these movies like these yeah. types of musical movies it's just finding it a harder time yeah. to break out. And I, I don't know how I feel about it, but I also feel like at the same time, if you're having a streaming service, you already have somebody, you already have people's money. Like I subscribe mm-hmm. to HBO max. You already have my money for this movie. So on the other hand, I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel bad. Like I don't feel, I, you know, like obviously yeah. I want it to succeed because okay. I liked it and I'd like to see more things like it, but I don't know. It's really complicated and I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but I feel like we're back to this conversation again. And and again, I feel like this conversation always pops up at the beginning of the summer, right? We don't have a ton mm -hmm. of original movies in the summer. Mm -hmm. I think there was one summer where like Pacific Rim was the only original movie. And didn't it run for like, it ran for like two months as the number one movie or something like that. Yeah, like it was, it did really well. And then it became a franchise, you know, (laughs) like it's just... It, that's a longer conversation. I feel also, like in the heights is up against that. A musical released on Disney Plus like Hamilton is right. super successful. Right. A, a musical released on HBO Max. Now I told y'all Disney Plus <laughs> is when I was feeling aha, and HBO Max is yep. when I was feeling like bad boy, my bad boy. And I think that HBO Max has become that. Maybe HBO Max is not for the happy-go-lucky type of content. 
maybe people who watch are, these are the same people who used to watch HBO After Dark or like yeah. HBO. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the audience is completely different. You drop in the heights on Disney. Maybe you've got a better reception on Disney Plus because right. of the audience yep. that Disney Plus is, and they're used to musicals. They're used to that. Maybe West yep. Side Story is as more of an aggressive musical or whatever it is, or more like whatever you want to call it. Maybe yep. that does is better successful in this one because there isn't a lot of violence in this movie. No. West Side oh. Story has violence. It has all these yes. things, and maybe that's the thing that doesn't make it interesting. There isn't. For the audience, there is no plight. There is no struggle. There is no something. Maybe that's something that, as that takes into in consideration. As some of those others are like, Absolutely. there's clearly struggle and plight yeah, and all that. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff is a real. Those are real struggles. Well, and, yeah. So it's it just could be there. The other but thing, it, and I did a quick cursory glance um, while you all were sort of talking about it, is the runtime of the two movies that it is lost that it's coming. Well, the Quiet Place Two is an hour and thirty seven minute runtime, <laughs> and The Conjuring <laughs> is an hour and fifty four. Four minute runtime so two movies that are under two hours so is it possible that now that people are coming out of the pandemic their time's more valuable and sitting through two and a half hours is a little bit of a tall order maybe i'm not a good i don't know no we're this is all speculative and i don't think it's necessarily anything that's like impacts how we consume the movie i just thought it was interesting as we're sort of talking about the movie and what we thought you know kind of talking about the critical reception of it or the um you know the yeah. business of it a little bit so yeah 154 um, off of two hours that's like a, that's not that much of a time difference though really no not. no it's not it's all things not. considered it's not and well, especially i think you have so much more here so i'm actually surprised that more people didn't go to it because it's a little bit longer has a lot more beef to it than not and i haven't seen the other two so that i, can't I saw say both anything. and this was it was the conjuring was good i would i would go quiet place to in the Heights, Conjuring. If, yeah, if, that's, if that's what I've. Heard. That's what I've heard. Is yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's it's nothing like the Conjuring was a good film. I'm probably never going to rewatch it. The Heights <laughs> has more replay value to me. Sure. Oh yeah, High Place Two has more replay value to me. I'm probably going to forget about the Conjuring because one for one, I'm not a horror movie fan like that. So yep. like, you know, I watched it because I watched the others and I wanted to see this one. The Heights is just, I just, I really think that there's something there about there's not gentrification as an idea to a lot of people is not the big bad. That is the big bad. If you had somebody who was going to be a big bad police or big bad this in that, in that movie, it becomes a lot more relatable to people because that's in the time of things, as opposed to like trying to follow your dream. And like, those aren't the things that really bring people in. Or maybe it's too, or maybe it's too on the nose for the times that we live in. Maybe right. it's a little, right. maybe it's like, why do I need to go see a movie about gentrification when I'm fucking living it? You know right. I mean, like right. maybe there's something there too. But see all the ads that I got now, again, this might be my cookies, but like all the ads I got, it was like, it's a musical. And I'm moving my hands by the way, for everybody that's listening at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like, it's, it's just, just people dancing on. in the street. And I was like, Fuck, I'm going to watch it. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. Um, I did not like, I knew the gentrification was like it, there was a moment in it, but I didn't, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that was not advertised to me as like, hey, it comes to a musical about this. You know, it was just right. more like people dancing yeah. on the street. Well, they couldn't because then it wouldn't sell because then nobody well, would too, be like, yeah. I'm not going to go watch a movie about gentrification. Like Doug said, like <laughs> if you promote it that way, is that this is what now the only thing that seems to go to be successful is like slave movies. Like there was, I can't watch another slave movie. I don't want to watch this is 12 years a slave and we're going to follow his 12 year journey as a slave. I don't want to watch that. I'm not watching I'm it. I'm all set. I don't need to do that. <laughs> um, 
I don't know why I said that, but and, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> that, that was like, again, I accused this movie of introducing concepts in the conclusion, and then I went and did it. Um, but gentlemen, anything else with this movie that you want to talk, uh, talk about yes. before we, you know, sort of um, get to our recommendation? Two things. Two things I need to say. The club song. Uh, Nina's <laughs> moment in the sun or in the nightclub, however you want to say it. Um, that was electric. It was fun. Mm. I laughed. I had a smile on my face the whole time. And the romantic interlude of, you know, Usnavi being like, oh, you can go dance with other people. He obviously wants to dance with her. And, <laughs> and Vanessa being like, well, I want to dance with you, mm. but they keep dancing with other people. And she and everyone's like, oh, Vanessa's here. And I just I kept laughing. I kept smiling. It just it made me feel so good. I don't know. I maybe I just really like watching people fall in love. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But um, I just really enjoyed that sequence. And I felt like they nailed this this summer in the city vibe. I just I really felt that. And then I'm going back to ninety six thousand here. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out and some trivia I wanted to share was that they filmed that in three days. They filmed that entire oh, pool wow, dance shit. sequence in three days. And I am impressed because I, anytime that I, I like my barometer for like how, how much time people film things is like compared to the daredevil, the original daredevil <laughs> movie with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner, when it took them six weeks to fill that one playground fight scene, really? that was oh like God, inconsequential really? to the movie. Yes. Jesus. So the idea that like all these dancers are like, let's go, let's go in the water, let's go. And they got it done in three days when it was supposed to be two. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner were like, okay, next week we'll get this. Well, so don't worry, guys. this we'll week, try it again next, next week, week, the swings next week, the seesaw yep. next week. Right. We'll get this next week. We'll come back next week. In any case, yeah. those were two things that That's brought incredible. me joy. And I wanted to share them. Brian, I was thankful. Uh, I had a similar feeling uh, that the, that the club scene was impressive, but it was impressive because I was glad I was not there because <laughs> I would be horrible <laughs> in that scenario. He said watching that in the movie, people, watching those two people dance. I was like, there's no way I'm making it out of here. alive. <laughs> I'm going to say something. I'm going to look at somebody the wrong way, or oh, they're going to ask me to dance and I'm going to go, Hey, look at this with my thumbs. And that's all it's going to be. <laughs> And it's going to be bad news. I'm not a dancer. I, I have two moves and one of them involved seeing if I can get the rest of the crowd to jump along with me. <laughs> oh, God. Going to make you so jump. Really glad I wasn't there, but it was impressive. I will say that. It was a good time. Awesome. It was awesome. 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 Vanessa was overly mad at him about that shit. That's the only part I did. I like. mean, yeah. I like, mean, dramatically like, upset. Look, anyone, look, I'll say this. Anyone that's anyone you, you're having a good time with your friends. Maybe you've had a few adult beverages and then you go out. You've pre-gamed. You pre-gamed at your abuelas. <laughs> then you go out and you maybe have shots. Like they've detailed they've had shots. That's the last place I want to go, by the way. Like the <laughs> last place I want to go. Turn when I'm shit faced is back to some to my grandmother's house. Abuela, abuela, abuela knew how to turn up. She was she was like there. Here's the thing about abuela. I I feel like me, Marcus. This is me. Do it. If yeah. if abuela died in the next room and I'm drunk plastered, oh, okay, dear. and oh, I went no. in, I wouldn't have checked for a pulse. I would have just tucked her in neatly and assumed she was asleep. <laughs> That's because fair. she was I in such a comfortable that's, position. Okay, okay. And I was going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to tuck you in, Grammy. And like, that's it. And she's dead. I just Whoa. tucked in a dead woman. Like, I like I don't know how that goes. Um, 
I just thought that whole scene was interesting. The um, only way I'm yeah. making it into that club is if a good pal of mine, Tito, finds a way out of myself oh, and right. I put on my alter ego. That's the only way. Yeah. And then it's not Doug going into that club. It's Tito Fuentes know. going into that club. Um. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, before we close this out, quick round table. Are we going to get canceled? Do you probably if and you started us off with your whole box nonsense? Um, so real quick, it rundown. Do you rec this recommend this movie just real quick, Brian? Yes, watch this movie, you'll feel good. Okay, awesome, Marcus. Watch it in the theater, yeah. I recommend it. I recommend <laughs> yeah, it. That's fair. Yeah, it's also yeah, fair. It. I would also recommend it. Um, I don't think it's bad. I almost think maybe if you're really into musicals at home or in the theater if you're not into musicals but you just want a feel-good movie go to the theater you can focus mm-hmm. a little bit better mm-hmm. without the distraction you'll, of like your like cell it. phone the dogs and hey what's that outside the like, songs are good the music is good it's a lot oh, um sure. it's it's a great if you've seen the the theater adaption and you're just into shit like this you're gonna love it i think that that's the that's the base of it like i don't like want to call it sorry into shit like this no, sorry, no, no, no. like I, people I, who listen to musicals like oh, that's me, that's because, me. No, but because that's i do believe that there are we all have our genre or our thing and people will look at something and be like that's my shit like musicals yes. are my shit right? right you know what i'm saying and so like some people seen this and did not second guess and did not hesitate they knew what in the heights was they were gonna go see yes. it like it didn't matter like good, bad, or whatever, they wanted to see it and it didn't matter. So, like, if this is your thing, you love musicals, you love theater plays and adaptions and stuff like that, absolutely go see it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're an action person and and like this is not typically your thing, you want someone to blow the fuck up, this is not the movie for oh, you. Man, like, you know what I mean? And that's okay. Like, it's just not the thing for you. Yep, for sure, for sure. Well, you can catch this in theaters or on HBO Max. Um, definitely uh, heard it from us. Check it out, yes. gentlemen. In the time we, in the time that we have remaining, what do you all have left to plug, Marcus? We tried to represent the mantra, so why don't you kick us off on what you have to plug this week? All right, so I'm gonna tell you what I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of shit lately. Okay, y'all. So, um, I've been watching. I watched Sweet Tooth. Been binge watch binge oh, binge watch Sweet Tooth the first season. I watched The Conjuring. I watched The Quiet Place too. I watched In the Heights. I've watched. I've watched a lot of stuff. So catch up, y'all. The, the I know stuff is back open, <laughs> but catch up. There's some good stuff on on the on the streaming services you know what i mean find something you like and, and, and watch some tv as far as the mantra is concerned make sure you go to instagram okay put in underscore underscore the mantra okay follow the mantra you see what we did there you want to follow the mantra and the mantra is what never offended always humble. humble you know what i mean we got some merch on the way have a meeting thursday to confirm some things it's going to be dope um, music is on the way. We, you know, we are expanding the brand and we are very excited to present the brand to you. And we would love to, for you to welcome the brand inside your home. The Noah merch is good for all occasions. We got somebody in the gym this morning, sweating up the Noah merch. That's exactly what it's for y'all. It's, nice. it's your go-to reliable gear. It's not meant to be your Gucci or you only wear it for special occasions. You wear the mantra wherever it is you go. And that's what we're for. Follow us and follow me on my socials at Marcus J. Destin. You know, I do nice stuff up there. You absolutely he do. Does. He really Brian, does. Brian, what do you have to plug this week? Hey, folks. Uh, so, uh, of course, the lovenerds.com, of course. Um, but my main focus, uh, so movies move you, right? And uh, Sunny, Sunny Story moved me, even if it, it was not uh, told the way we thought it would be. So I'm here to promote immigrantdefenseproject.org, and they help people 
that are just like Sonny in the movie who want to go to college that want to stay here in the United States who were brought here under a variety of circumstances, the immigrant defense project. They are the people that are fighting to make sure that these immigrants can make sure that they are staying here in the United States, that they can be successful and they can get that little dream too. So um, I just wanted to take my time and, and promote that. Um, you can check their website out. If donating is your thing, um, you can do that as well, or just learn more about it. Awesome. That's thank you for sharing that, Mark. Uh, Brian, that's fantastic. That really, beautiful, really Brian. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, the last thing that I have to plug is uh, this podcast. So continue to follow us wherever you get your social medias at films in B underscore W on Twitter um, at films in black and white on Instagram and at uh, films in black and white on Facebook. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff coming up this summer. Um, nine is coming and we are going to dive into that. Um, as well as we're going to dive into some other things as well. <laughs> yeah, where are you from your journey with Fast and Furious, huh? How about you? Where am I at with my Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I am. I have left those cars right where I parked them oh. right after movie number two. So okay. I got some work to do before oh we're going to get into that. Um, okay. I think Marcus and I said that if I'm going to watch them over the weekend, I'm going to have to conservatively watch three a weekend from now until when nine comes out or otherwise I'm going to be in trouble. That kind of makes me want to throw up. It also <laughs> makes me want to throw up and I'm not excited about it, but I made a promise to our listeners and I'm glad Marcus held me accountable. Um, and that's where we got it. So, so follow us wherever you get it. We've got some exciting things coming. I mean, um, again, so, uh, sign up for the Patreon, um, patreon.com slash films in black and white, um, because we have some, that's really just popping exactly where we need it to. But yep. gentlemen, that brings us to our three step process to success. Oh, yeah. Brian, kick us off with step number one. Hey folks, I already talked about it earlier in the podcast, but read a book. Just any, honestly, any book. I It's summer. You have the time read a book. I usually have something quippy, but like, honestly, if you, if you've been listening, you know how passionately I feel about books. There's, there's words in them. You can make the pictures True. in your head. No one else can tell you what the pictures look like in your head. So if you want to make pictures in your head, read a book. Awesome. Fantastic. Brian, thank you for that. Oh, I'm going to cover step down. number two, which is drink some water. Y'all it is hot outside. There is no reason why you need to not enjoy the beautiful weather by getting a headache or feeling dehydrated or run down or gross. Just drink some water. Keep yourself hydrated. You know, we all want to get, you know, in it, we all want to get beach ready. Got to get beach ready. I hear that all the time. Just drink some water kind of helps. So just uh, there you go. Do that. Drink water. Uh, Marcus, bring us home. Listen, y'all, let's talk about beach ready and reading books. Can't read a book if your ass stinks. Okay. True. Can't, can't go to a beach. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, who, who do you look like going to somebody's beach with your ass smelling funky? That's and true. then you stinking up the sand and now the, the brown sand is browner. And like, you know what I mean? That's like true. you have to get that under control and nobody's going to go down on you like Batman. If your ass stinks. Okay. Nobody's going to beat up that box like UPS, like Batman. If your ass stink. So the, the third step is wash your ass, wash your ass. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just wash your ass so Batman can satisfy your needs and desires. That, yep, do that. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of Films in Black and White. We will be back next week. Um, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch y'all next week. And in the between time. <laughs>